Welcome to the Intuitive Therapist Podcast with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as the angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey y'all, this is Janice Cohen, the Intuitive Therapist here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. I bet most of you have heard the saying about the dash. Simply put, it talks about how important times in a person's life are not when they're born or when they die, but rather all of the life in between those two moments. And today I want to talk about something that's a little bit different than all of the life in between. When I work with clients, predominantly women, um, I do work with some men, but the majority of my clients are women, there's a great deal of focus on improving self-confidence, developing their intuitive and psychic gifts, just in general and for to develop businesses as well, and using all of these things to create lives they love. And I love helping women realize their full potential, but it can't happen if a person continues to question themselves and their inherent value. And that is what I want to talk about today, valuing who you are and realizing your self-worth. And all of this applies to everybody. So again, I will say, yes, I work with women predominantly, but I work with men and we work on these things too. I think everybody needs a boost in uh, their value, their self-value in some area of their life, that reinforcement. There are some people who are naturally self-confident, where over time they haven't, they've had enough experiences that really reinforce their abilities to succeed across the board. And then there are the rest of us. <laughs> Those of us who have one of our life lessons, maybe, perhaps, to realize not only our full potential, and align with our path and purpose, but to realize how truly valuable we are as individuals and as human beings. If you've listened to my podcast or worked with me in any capacity, you've had a little familiarity with my journey towards realizing my self-worth. And it's been a steep learning curve, y'all, to say the least. And being an empath and highly sensitive person has made that realization even more challenging because I've been uh, a people pleaser much of my life. And I'm going to interrupt. You're going to hear my my cat meow right here. She's she's sitting here watching me uh, talk to you. She's a very chatty cat. <laughs> but anyway, back to the content. And it's true that my upbringing uh, contributed to my people pleasing, but I struggled to speak my voice when it really mattered. I struggled to use it when it really mattered. And this weakness, so to speak, I'll just call it that, has plagued me for most of my life. And that may be a shock to you. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I've am i become pretty outspoken and I've grown into my voice. I've grown into my certainty. I've grown into being okay with sharing what I feel and not worrying about consequences because my attention is good. And sure, there were times along the way that I got kicked in the teeth and I got myself up again. But most of the time, 
Well, most of the times, the new commitments I made to myself after those things happened, when I got my butt kicked, didn't seem to stick. For whatever reason, I took steps back. With enough time to pass, I'd be tested again on this very thing of speaking up. And most often, within, especially within romantic relationships, and if y'all have listened to anything I have talked about, that's the one thing that I could tell you for sure. I had no clue, but one of my major, major life lessons was resolving romantic karma. So I've had uh, a number of relationships that have really been daunting, painful, and um, traumatic. And I've needed to complete those. And I always talk about completing rather than healing. I've completed the energetic, emotional component of them so that I don't have to repeat them again. And so this was my educational backdrop, the romantic relationships. And this is where I learned most of who I was, of who I am. That was my education. I don't know how many people are really taught about how to get to know themselves. I mean, I don't, I don't think I was. Life did that, you know. Life tends to be the greatest teacher. Um, and we're all conditioned, and we all come from vastly different family, families and vastly different values with vastly different family systems. And my mind goes back to high school. It was interesting. I was thinking about this. My mind goes back to high school um, with the cheerleaders and athletes in particular. And I distinctly remember feeling like they lived in another world entirely outside of the way I lived my world. I was not raised to value sports or cheerleading or getting involved in my high school or uh appearance or running for office or standing up for anything really like that was just not the focus of my family but I was raised with a strong value for family for communication connection kindness love and politeness we are all good people we were raised to be very kind good people but for most of my life I felt like an outlier an outsider not just because I was an empath and I had no idea that was the case in the first place back then when I was coming up, but because I just felt like I just didn't belong. It was I didn't I didn't have a group of people I could connect with. I didn't I just never felt like I could ground myself in anything. And even through college, I tried so hard to be a part of a group, even in my sorority, and it just failed. It never ever worked. Everybody had their cohesive connection and uh People liked me, but I just, there was never room for me to always felt just by myself. And I was always the one who leaned towards one-on-one relationships and I'm still that way. So I wonder how many of you have felt those things too. I know I'm not the only one I know for sure. Um, but I wonder, uh, were you the kind of person that uh, was involved in, in a big group of people? Or were you somebody that was like, you know what, that just doesn't work for me. I, I prefer one-on-one. So my journey to figure out who I was didn't come from social reinforcement or from any kind of academic success or any kind of notoriety outside of me. And it came from the good old school of hard knocks, in all honesty. And boy, were those knocks hard. And I think the only way 
in, in honesty, in all honesty, that a person can really learn how valuable they are is to come up against people and things that directly challenge their perception of themselves. Because reality is all in perception. You know, we, we define reality based on how we perceive things. And all of that perception is based on our own rules and beliefs, based on the things that we have come to know, whether it's through our child rearing or our own experiences. So perception is everything. And I think back about all of my failed romantic relationships. And the reason why I call them failed, the only reason why I call them failed was not because they, uh, they weren't useful. They were all useful. Failed in terms of didn't work out. That, that's it. Nothing I feel like I've done in my life has been a failure. And I could truly say that again. And I've told you all this. I don't have regrets too because I look at life and, I, and even though it's hard, I look back and I go, okay. Or I, during it, I say, okay, there's a reason for this difficulty. There's a reason why I'm being treated this way or there's a reason why I'm going through this, right? So, you know, I, I didn't have any clue about how to speak up for myself. I was... <laughs> I didn't feel good enough. I didn't feel strong enough to be able to say, you know what, don't talk to me like that, or I'm, I'm out, I'm out, you know, or, or leaving unhealthy people behind until later on in my life. I'm a late bloomer, if I'm honest with you, in a lot of respects, and I'm okay with that. I just didn't realize that I needed to bloom. Uh, and it took me decades to finally put immovable and impenetrable boundaries in place to that affirm my self-worth took me decades. I didn't understand that. And, and the thing about the boundaries too, and I could talk about this forever, uh, is that boundaries become boundaries when we have decided that no more will we experience the things that pushed us to have that boundary when we become certain that we will experience something else, right? So we put a line in the sand. So there's nothing outside of me that could help me do that. Nothing. Nobody could tell me, Janice, you need to have a boundary. It would be, yeah, I know, but it was my decision and my decision alone to do that. In fact, it, it's almost like it wasn't even a decision at all. It was just, it became it was no more. It became a truth, not a decision. Huh. Never said it like that. A truth, not a decision. And both can exist. You can decide to live in your truth, and then truth can uh, just simply decide to exist, right? So for many years in my 30s, I was plagued with insecurity and when you're in your 30s, for most women, I'll say, most women, I'm not speaking for all women, but most women, you begin to notice your friends dating, getting engaged, getting married, and having kids. And I struggle with that. That wasn't my path ultimately. But my path, really, for most of my 30s and into my 40s, it was spent on the sidelines of all of that. Not by choice. I dated. I didn't have a problem dating. But I didn't. I, I was in such pain because I wasn't doing what everybody else was doing. So literally, I'm, I got my bag of popcorn watching everybody live their lives in a way that I had yearned 
even to a point of desperation, wanted to live my life that way. And, um, and I began to question myself and my value. And it, this went on for years, well into my 40s, because I just couldn't understand why I was so lucky. Like, why did all these other people get to have what I wanted so badly? It was a question I could never answer. Nobody could answer it for me. So with that kind of questioning, and I've talked about outcome-oriented questioning versus asking questions that get you nowhere, right? Like unhelpful questions. That was an unhelpful question. Nobody taught me how to ask the right questions during that time. And a better question would have been, instead of trying to fit in, how can I become comfortable on my own without need or desperation, right? So I would say, was there something inherently wrong with me that I couldn't do what most of the young 30-something girls were doing to achieve these milestones? I'd say that to myself, like, why was I so unlucky? What is wrong with me? Hmm. Not good questions to ask y'all. And I look back and I realize that everything happened as it needed to. Now I can look back at 53, now being engaged, now moving forward in my life. I can look back and say, you know, it was all purposeful, but it fucking sucked. It was painful. And you know what? I hated it. I hated it. And I was always on the other side of my friends who would move forward. I'm always the, I was, haha, always the single one. Always the one who was in a relationship, broke up. In a relationship, broke up. And it was not a fun position to, to be in. But that only brings me comfort now, really, to know that all of that had to do with the, the biggest charge in my life was to settle all of my karmic debt in my romantic relationships. That's what I spent my life doing. And I didn't know it. So I figured it out. And now I'm like, makes complete sense. Uh, I wasn't supposed to have children in this lifetime. I wasn't supposed to get married young. And um, after two, two decades of being in turmoil and pain about that, it was like, okay, I can accept it. I get it. And part of me becoming who I am was to deal with that seemingly unending pain of yearning, being attached to things. And I know now that my life was on a completely different trajectory and that I wasn't meant to have all of that at that time. And the reasons for that were twofold. One uh, was that I would not have been able to achieve what I have now achieved in my life and career. I would have been sidelined. And two, again, that was just not part of my soul's mission in this lifetime. But I sure wish I had that wisdom 20 years ago. It would have saved me a lot of heartache. But again... I was supposed to go through that pain. Pain was my teacher, still is, and I was repeatedly stung by it until I decided to stop getting stung. Again, things, I made decisions and then they became truths. And then some of those things, even before I made a decision, simply became truth. And that's when I realized my worth. In, in those moments where the truths became themselves and in the moments where I decided no more, 
I'm not going to put myself in positions with people who don't respect me. And the reasons why they don't respect me, in all honesty, this is what I believe is because they don't respect themselves. You can't respect somebody, show respect somebody, uh, and, and, um, or disrespect rather, and have respect for yourself. They're just, they can't exist in my opinion. So I was able to realize my self-worth. I chose that. I decided that. And I decided to choose me first all of the time and not sacrifice myself to fit in or to make a relationship work because I was afraid that if I didn't comply, the guy would leave or I am refusing to sacrifice in any other part of my life. I just won't. And I say that with conviction, not with anger, but I just will not. And I look back on those popular kids in high school, and you know what? It's sad. I know for a fact that at least 50% or more of them are divorced now and single, having to deal with uh, awful divorces, having to deal with uh, their children who have struggled with a divorce. I mean, that there's nothing good about that. And um, some of, some of my um, high school friends have passed and some have married for a second time or a third time and then divorced. And truly, it does not please me to say any of that because the truth is nobody gets married to get divorced. Nobody has kids for them to experience the shit that comes with two people who choose poorly and don't work on their marriage and the relationship ends. No one chooses that. No one intends for that to happen. But my lens is different now. And I can now realize that they weren't better off than I was back then. They all just had different lessons to learn. And their way of learning it, their schooling, didn't come the way mine did. I went to a different campus. <laughs> ha ha. So the most important day of your life isn't when you reach these milestones, when you get married or graduate from college, or when you're picked for prom king or queen. And it's not when you get your first real job or write your first book or buy your first house, right? The most important day of your life is when you realize your self-worth. The day you realize that you're enough in spite of what you've been conditioned to believe and in spite of what happens to you or what the outside world deems as significant or valuable, the day you realize that the love you have for yourself is the strongest kind of love there is outside the love of God, then you can lead a different kind of life. That is the best day of your life. You can have a deeper, truer relationship with other people. You can more clearly identify who you are and what matters to you and what you stand for when you value yourself. You could take risks in ways that you couldn't otherwise because you realize if you don't take the risks, you're losing more than taking risks. You can make choices from a place of certainty and inner safety. That's what self-worth is. It's inner safety. It means, you know, no matter what, I got myself. And you can cope better with anything that life throws at you. When you realize your self-worth, you shift the game of life. You get to dictate who you let into your life. 
what you let into your life. You call in different experiences, ones that don't hurt you anymore. You begin to carry yourself differently, speak about yourself and your life differently. You let go of expectation of others and you lighten up on the ones you have of yourself. You have more patience, grace, and love for yourself and others. True, this is true, I promise you. And realizing your self-worth is tantamount to winning the billion-dollar lottery, where you could really never use all of that money up or waste it away. You could use it purposefully to help the world become a better place. And when you realize your self-worth, I want you to hear this because it's the God's honest truth. You change the vibration of the entire universe. That's how powerful that realization is. That's how powerful realizing your self-worth is the day that you do that. You change the whole fucking world with that one realization. So no, no accomplishment is the most important day of your life. Nothing outside of you is. When you step fully into your value, your perfection, that's when you've made it. I'm going to say it again. When you step fully into your value, your perfection, because you're already perfect. Remember, I talk about the soul being perfect. It's the human part of us that has the flaws that we have to work on. That's when you have made it. That's the pinnacle of success. That's when life gets really freaking good. And I hope that you're moving in that direction. I hope that you find your sense of fulfillment and alignment with who you are and your true path. It's what I've come to learn. And it's what I've been called to teach women to do. To help them achieve for themselves year after year after year of being in business. And it's what my program Aligned is all about. And speaking of aligned, I want to invite you, uh, ladies, again, to hop on the wait list for my free virtual three-day live program called Destined for More. It's a precursor to my aligned program, and it's chock full three days of, uh, it's not full three days, but it, there's, it's three days for a few hours each day of amazing content to really help you start on your path. Really, it's packed with really useful to tools to change the way that you live your life so that you too can really truly feel fulfilled and aligned on your path. So the link that I uh, gave last time, it was not the right link. It was incomplete. So here is the new link. And I'll post it uh, on um, my uh, Facebook post as well. But this is the link. I'll say it a few times. It starts with HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash JaniceRCohen.com forward slash destined. I'm going to say it again. HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash J-A-N-I-S-R-C-O-H-E-N dot com forward slash D as in dog E-S-T-I-N-E-D, destined, okay? 
https colon forward slash forward slash janisarcohen.com forward slash destined. Get on the wait list. There are a few spaces left and you won't want to miss this because it's going to be freaking awesome. So I hope that today you make a decision to value who you are, to stop settling, and to become this amazing version of yourself. As always, I wish you a blessed day, a wonderful week, and always, always, always live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.